important for us to understand and know that that God's ways are the best ways. Many times we 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 pursue life and we pursue our own plan and our own agenda or doing life our way and wonder why it's miserable and wonder why things aren't you know working really well and there's quite a bit of hardship that's because the the ways of the wicked are hard and we choose to serve the Lord not because we see it all and know it all but because we trust anything that he says because it comes from a trustworthy person it comes from the one who loves us uh, it's a difficult life to go contrary to the ways of God it just really is a difficult life and when we submit ourselves to him and our ways to him then uh, that's the way to go the scripture says as, as, as many of you know uh, and this, this is talking to the wicked by the way but his, his, his ways are higher than our ways his thoughts are higher than our thoughts say that's not talking to us well no if you're saved you're, his ways are supposed to be your ways his thoughts are supposed to be your thoughts so I'm not, I don't want to identify with the wicked I want to identify with him however I've met a few Christians before and I once looked in the mirror myself and found out sometimes people who are saved are thinking the thoughts of the wicked and they're following the ways of the wicked so in that case I guess the verse directly applies again think his thoughts do his go his ways why they're better they're higher amen temptation will try to talk you out of it because the desires of the flesh sometimes have a loud voice try to talk you into doing life your own way but don't do that his ways are better his thoughts are higher and those are your thoughts if you're a child of God if you're saved those are your ways my ways are the Lord's ways I've adapted to he hasn't adapted to me I've adapted to him yeah his ways are my ways that's who I identify with amen I think the Lord's thoughts and speak the Lord's words and walk the Lord's way and do his will all of my day that's the only way to win amen Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And so, uh, uh, in saying that, it's good for all of us, but there's, uh, you know, someone needs to hear that especially because it's hard because you're just doing it wrong. You're doing it your way instead of the Lord's way. And so we come to this place, we worship, we, we honor Him. What's that doing? When we worship God, we're saying, I'm putting you up top and me down the bottom, down at the bottom. He's not worshiping me, I'm worshiping Him. I'm giving him the place I'm submitting to him. So don't sing the song and then do what you want to do. Don't say, I worship you, Lord, and then worship your plan and your ways. Amen. We worship him. We're saying, I'm submitting. Amen. Recently, I did a series about worship, and I, I called it, We Bow Down. The reason is, is because the word worship meant we bow. It's an act of, it's an act, it can be a physical bowing, but it's an act of submission to God. It's giving Him that rightful place. Amen. Amen. Go ahead and sit down, if you would. Stay in an attitude of worship. Stay for a minute. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We worship you. We bless your name tonight. Thank you for your goodness.
Amen. We worship you, Lord. We praise your name. Thank you for your goodness. I thank you for working in our midst here now. Thank you for working in the lives of people. I thank you that you are loving and caring and forgiving enough to even speak to those who are running their lives in a way that is not pleasing to you. Your mercy calls them back again and reminds them in love once again, submit yourself unto me. Submit yourself. Amen. Hallelujah. Humble yourself and you will be exalted in due time. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. You're so good to us. Amen. Amen. Well, God is good. Let me, uh, let me share a couple things with you and we'll see what happens after that. Everybody up? Up for whatever? Amen. Amen. Thank you. Uh, praise God. All right. Keep playing. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, let me just share a couple things, and uh, let's stay in the flow of the Spirit. God's speaking to people. I know that. And uh, if you have a Bible, look with me at First Peter. Of course, this is a believer's meeting, so everyone has a Bible. I shouldn't even say that. You don't go deeper without God's Word. First Peter chapter 4. I realize there are new believers and so forth, so understand if you still, if you don't know who Peter is, he's a good guy. Once denied the Lord, but then got that cleaned up and <laughs> became a mighty man of God and, and filled with, when he was filled with the Spirit. So there's hope for all of us. Praise God. Amen. You know, uh, one of the defining scriptures that speaks about believers, um, one of the first verses most Christians learn, or at least they, at least if they come here, <laughs> I don't know what other people are teaching, but it's 2 Corinthians 5.17. You familiar with that one? It says, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away, and all things have become new. And so uh, we know when, you, when we get saved, we become new. And of course, without going deep into that, we know specifically that's talking about our spirit that's born again, because your body is not necessarily new. Uh, but when it um, uh, when a person does get saved, it is not only a spiritual rebirth or transformation. Um, that that newness is designed and is supposed to affect every other part of our life. We are supposed to start thinking different, start living different, start conducting ourselves in a new way. We're so, we're we're supposed to identify from that point on, and we do that through teaching and so forth. But we identify with Christ and not with our old life. We identify not with the way we used to do it. We identify with who we are in Christ. And of course, that's a learning process. All of us continue to learn who we are and what we have and what we can do in Christ from the day we get saved until, I don't know, until we know it all, I guess. <laughs> Which is not yet. <laughs> um, uh, or probably never, you know. But, uh, but we continue to learn so that we can adapt our way of living 
to who we are in Christ. There should be a real distinction that's instant, and then it gradually increases more and more until our lives look over a period of time, and the quicker we can get there, the better. Over a period of time, it looks way different than it used to. Now, if you were if you got saved as a child, you probably don't have a you know vast history of organized crime or something, or you know maybe uh, drugs and all that kind of stuff. But but if someone gets saved uh, at a later date, you know sometimes they do have a really distinct change in their behavior. If you've been saved for a long time, uh, again the the change is the same, but the outward change may not be as evident. Uh, nevertheless, we are all tempted to live according to the course of this world, the patterns that are around us, and we make daily choices to say, no, I'm in Christ. I'm filled with Him. I've been born of Him. And so this is the way I'm supposed to think, and this is the way I will think. And this is how I'm supposed to talk, and this is the way I will talk. Right? You used to cuss, and you stop cussing. Right? You used to do certain things, and you change. You change the way you speak. You change the way you think. That's the way... Christianity really works. So this this newness, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation, that new way of, of, of being should create a new way of living. New way of being creates a new way of speaking, a new way of thinking. Everybody with me today? Until we, and I say until, it doesn't necessarily take many, many years, but until the point where we are drastically Ob, drastically different from the way the world is. And, and, and maybe even the way we ourselves were in an outward way. It, it gets greater and greater and greater until the old life seems like, wow, I can't believe I used to, I used to do that. I used to think that way. It's so foreign now. That's like a different person. Totally different person. Man, I can't believe, wow. And sometimes you look at people who are in it. Now, you're merciful because you know you're gracious and kind. But it's like, how do people even do that? How can people be that way? Because we have become like the Lord. And, you know, one of the biggest ch- changes is, is we're, we're motivated by love. And so we can't hurt people. And it's just hard to see people suffer. We're, we're moved with the love of God on the inside. Now, First uh, Peter 4 Notice with me over here in verse 3. 1 Peter 4, 3. For we have spent enough of our past lifetime in doing the will of the Gentiles. Now, you understand when the Scripture uses the word Gentiles, we might even just be able to, we might just say sinners. Because there was Jews and Greeks or Gentiles, those in covenant with God, those outside of covenant with God. Now the issue, since Jesus was raised from the dead, is not about being a Jew or a Gentile. It's about being saved or lost. But they still understood those terms and and so forth. But he said, we spent enough time doing the will of, of the Gentiles or sinners. When we walked in lewdness, lusts, drunkenness, revelries, drinking parties, and abominable idolatries. In regard to these, they think it strange that you do not run with them in the same flood of dissipation speaking evil of you. What, what do they think? Who's they in this context? The Gentiles or the unbelievers, those apart from God. They look at, they look at us and say, you're strange. Why, why, do they, why do they think 
Why do they think we be strange? Because we don't do what they think is normal. They think, well, everybody goes to the drinking party. Everybody has lust and lewdness and revelries and all. I don't, everyone does this in everything they do. It's just, that's normal in that world. But once you get saved, that's weird. Once you have your mind renewed to, say, to your salvation, you say, man, I can't believe I used to do that or I used to think that way. It's hard for me to believe anybody would ever want to do that. Why, 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 do, why do you do that? They think you are strange. And uh, are you strange? <laughs> That's a good question. Everyone's self-analyzing. Yeah, yeah, kind I am. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, maybe. <laughs> well, strange compared to what? Compared to that life, strange it is. <laughs> right? But it depends on what you're comparing to. And compared to that life, I want to be strange. But one of the ways we could say this is when we came into Christ, we became a new creation, and that new became our normal. It's supposed to. My new life became my normal life. So it's a redefinition of normal, because normal in one sense is what everybody thinks is normal. <laughs> it's what someone does all the time. It's the way they think, the way they live. But once you get saved, your normal's supposed to change so that the old normal now looks at the new normal and says strange. And the new normal looks at the old normal and says that's strange. But people, if, if listen, if no one thinks you are strange, if that I'm strange, we must be doing something wrong. If the world looks at us and thinks that we're kind of basically just like them, you, I take that as an insult. You know, I, I've seen bumper stickers, and if you have this, God bless you, you know, take it off when the service is over. Uh, I've seen bumper stickers that say, you know, use this, this type of phrase that say Christians are, uh, how does it say it, like the same as... It, Thank you. I wouldn't have gotten that. Two of you have that bumper sticker. You, and <laughs> anyway, if you didn't hear them, they said Christians aren't perfect, just forgiven. And uh, I don't. I do not like to reduce salvation to just forgiven. Forgiveness is huge, but I'm more than forgiven. If you're saved, you're a new creation in Christ. Meaning, meaning what? Old things are passed away, and all things are become new. And, that, and the all things that have become new are bigger than what can fit on a bumper sticker. But to be saved is more than just forgiven. I am not to be, you are not to be just like the world, but forgiven. No, new. All things new, that newness in spirit is supposed to make the old life look weird. And I am supposed to look weird, if I can use that language, or strange to the world. Hey, there goes one of those forgiven sinners. No, there goes one of those weirdos. Those very strange creatures that roam our planet. They don't go to the drinking parties. They don't, they're not involved in lewdness and lust and all these idolatries. They don't do all the stuff that we do. What strange people. But they always smile. 
Oh, and they're so nice. And they tip big at the restaurants. And, uh, you know, they're generous and they're sweet and they'll help you out. And, and... Amen. Different. We're different. We're new. They think we're strange. So, uh, you know, gets, it gets me thinking about what, what, what normal ought to be for the believer. We ought to be strange in some way. Let me, let me show you uh, another passage over in the book of Acts, uh, chapter 17. This, see, this was a common uh, comment regarding the work of God. And, uh, you know, that Paul was preaching there in, in Athens. And, and, and just skip down. We don't have to read all he was saying. But verse 20, they said, them speaking here, the Athenians, for, for you are bringing some strange things to our ears. Therefore, we want to know what these things mean. Paul, now what? Paul's preaching the gospel. He's preaching Jesus. What did they say about it? Ooh, that's strange. That's, that's a strange way that you talk, Paul. What in the world are you talking about? Why was it strange to them? Well, I can go back to that scripture in Isaiah. Because God's ways are higher. His thoughts are higher. They were living by debased thoughts and debased ways. And they couldn't comprehend the ways of God. And when the ways of God were proclaimed, it's like, oh, wow, that's different. Never heard it like that before. You're going to have to explain this. Why in the, what in the world is that? Yeah, strange words. Praise God. Let me show you. Want to see, hear another one? I found another strange verse. Uh, Luke chapter 5. This is the story you know of uh, Jesus when he heals that paralytic and remember he said your sins are forgiven you and the religious people had a problem with that which is easier if i say rise up and walk and 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 verse verse 26 see the guy got healed he got forgiven of his sins and he got healed in his body verse 26 and they were all amazed they were what amazed and they glorified god and were filled with fear, saying, we have seen strange things today. Now, what's, listen again. What did they consider strange? They considered, in this case, the fact that this man was healed, forgiven, as a strange event. Who was it strange to? Not to the Lord. Not in the kingdom of God. That wasn't a strange event. But those on, to the, on the outside, that's strange. Anytime I see something that is referred to as strange by an unbeliever, I think that the opposite ought to be strange to me. It ought to be really weird if sick people don't get healed. Like, what? I can't even comprehend that. Everybody with me now? See, this tells us how to think. Think opposite of the old creation. Think new creation. Old creation thinks, I'm weird if I don't sin with them. So I think, okay, that means normal life as a believer, as a child of God, is to not participate with the ways of the world. That's normal. Yeah? When I 
If they think the gospel is strange, the words of the Lord are strange, then I know that ought to be the normal way that I think. If they look at this healing of the paralytic as being a strange event, I know that should be commonplace in Christianity. If it's not, then we are molding our thoughts and our behaviors to the ways of the world and not to the Lord. Notice uh, it, it says uh, about him, about them here, they were all amazed. <gasps> How many realize that when, when we see God work, we shouldn't go, <gasps> in shocking unbelief, <laughs> amazement. Can you believe it? I can't Im- hardly believe it. I thought you were a believer. Believers are not shocked, they're not surprised, they're saying, oh, this is so strange, this is so... No, it's like, praise God, hallelujah, that's what I was believing for. Oh, praise God, hallelujah, we're appreciative, we'll shout the victory, but that's what we were expecting. That happened just like I thought it was going to happen, or maybe it came a different way, but the end result was the same thing that I thought would happen. That's the right way to think. When we find ourselves thinking contrary, we're weird. Totally strange, and I'm saying that in connection with strange to in Christ people. Strange in kingdom mentality. Normal to the world, strange in the kingdom. What's normal for you? What's normal for us? What's normal for this house? Amen. Amen. Now, speaking of that... uh, Let's go to another verse. Um, I've got two in mind. Uh, let's go to let's go to First Corinthians chapter two. First Corinthians, the second chapter, and uh, beginning in verse one. So we're, we're looking at, we're, we're adapting our mentality to God's. Paul said in verse 1, And I, brethren, when I came to you, did not come with excellence of speech or, or of wisdom declaring to you the testimony of God, for I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Now that, that might be a strange thing to say. But why would you ever back off from everything you know and say we're just going to focus on Jesus and his crucifixion probably because that's the main thing I mean you can get caught up with speaking about other things and and don't get me wrong it would it be wrong to do a good teaching on wisdom and maybe study the Proverbs that wouldn't be wrong that's in the book that's right God is wisdom that's not that's not the main thing though if i were to say which message is more important wisdom coming from proverbs or jesus and him crucified right i think we all know the answer to there you can read proverbs all day long and go to hell but as soon as you preach jesus and him crucified now it's now it's decision time and that's where the power is the power is connected to the cross it's not just connected to making wise choices in life The power is connected to, 
I, I have failed, I have sinned and come short of God's glory, but His blood was shed for me so I could be redeemed completely. That's the, pa- that's the message that God backs up. You remember the, the passage in Mark 16 about the signs? These signs will follow those who believe. In my name they'll cast out demons, they'll speak with new tongues, they'll take up serpents, if they drink anything deadly it will not hurt them, they'll lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Right? Those are the signs they went out. Uh, they went out preaching, the Lord worked, them, worked with them everywhere, signs followed them. What were they preaching? Well, the previous verse, verse 15, says, Go into all the world and preach the, the gospel. Not preach the Proverbs. I'm just throwing that as an example. I will preach out of Proverbs. Don't get me wrong. We love the book of Proverbs and all the books. But they, their main prior, primary message was the gospel or the good news, which is Jesus and Him crucified. Another way of saying the same thing. Jesus died for your sins. He paid the price for all. What follows that message? The signs do. The signs don't necessarily follow everything we say. They follow that message. Right? So, so why, why are we even talking about this? So, because we need, to, we need to know what's normal for us. Strange to the world. Uh-huh. Did you hear about that? They go in there. They have, they have healings and miracles and, and, and people speak in tongues and, and, and demons come out of people and... and how weird is that place? No, that's normal. Well, why, why is that weird? That's just basic church Jesus 101. As long as, we keep our, as long as we keep the message, this message needs to be in everything we do, Jesus and Him crucified. But when Paul said this here, he said, I'm setting everything else aside right now. I'm just focusing on, I'm just going to talk to you about Jesus. He said in verse 3, I was with you in weakness and fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom. Now, is there anything wrong with persuasive words? No. I mean, human wisdom. Wisdom is good. But uh, he said, he, he went on to say, but in demonstration of the Spirit and power, that your faith should not, not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. See, he didn't want to, he didn't want to preach so well that everyone went, went, wow, Paul really laid it out there. Man, he's so smart. Man, we got some good nuggets of wisdom here and there. He said, I, I wanted to come to you to where you leave. Your faith is in the power of God. And, and, and this is interesting to me. Uh, the, the word power there, he said, I'm preaching Jesus, him crucified, so the power will manifest. I'll get to the word in a minute. He said, so there'll be demonstrations of the Spirit. What are demonstrations of the Spirit? Well, they're not defined here. But they can be any kind of manifestation of the Holy Ghost. You know, sometimes people fall out under the power. That can be a demonstration of the Spirit. Sometimes people get filled with joy and laughter. And that can be a demonstration of the Spirit. Amen. Any kind of, any kind of demonstration there. But he, he, then, he, then he said, and power. You know what, that, that word power, some of you know, is the, the, the word dunamis. Or where we get the word dynamite. It's frequently used in Scripture as, as translated as power. You know, it's also translated... Uh, often as miracle. He said, uh, I come to you with the demonstration of the Spirit and miracles. That's why I'm preaching Jesus and Him crucified. See, this tells us what the main message is for us all the time. It's why we, it's why we do things like communion. It reminds us of the main thing. The main thing, what's that? His blood shed for us. His body broken for us. Power is tied to that message. 
Say, if I'm feeling weak, I'm thinking I'm, I need God to intervene to work in my life. Go back to the main thing. Go back to the main I'm not saying set aside anything else. There's, also, there's always words of wisdom and great knowledge and great understanding. But it all starts with Jesus and Him crucified. Amen. Look, look at, uh, look at uh, Colossians. This is not the other verse. Um, but it's a, an additional bonus verse. Colossians uh, chapter 1 and uh, 28, uh, well, verse 27, Colossians 1, 27. To them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Look at verse 28. Him we preach. What do they preach? They preach a nice message. No, it it could be summed up this way. They preach Jesus. They preach Jesus. I've said this to you before in different times, different places, but uh, you you can use the name God pretty freely in society. You can say God. You know, people obviously use it in a derogatory way as well. But even saying God with great respect is somewhat acceptable and embraced. Um, uh, but it's, it's when you get to Jesus that you ruffle feathers. Ooh, 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 ooh. Don't say Jesus or, you know, ACLU or someone will come after you. You know? Because uh, that's where the power is. The devil hates, you, hate, hates it when people use that name in both worship and respect and in power and authority over the works of darkness. And that's why Paul said, he, that's, it's him we preach. So what do you guys preach over there at Life Church? You want to sum it up? Jesus. The one word answer? Jesus. Yeah. Well, don't you believe in, oh, we believe in lots of good things, but Jesus. I, if I was just the main thing, the main thing, Jesus is who we preach. And he said, the, Paul said here, we preach him him we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. So we preach Jesus and it's a warning. We preach Jesus and he is wisdom. Amen. Uh, look over at Acts then, left turn, Acts chapter 19. This is that other verse. Uh, Acts 19. And, and, and notice with me in, in this verse over here, verse 11, Acts 19 and 11. Uh, it says, Now God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul. What were those unusual miracles? So that handkerchiefs or aprons were brought from his body to the sick, and the diseases left them, and the evil spirits went out of them. So, so it's interesting that, that he uses this language, he worked unusual miracles. Now, the word a miracle there, Greek word translated from the word dunamis. So you could say God worked unusual power. Or you, in the other passage, you could say, uh, you could say the demonstration of the Spirit and miracles. So you, see, they're translated both ways. So he said here, God worked unusual miracles or power by the hands of Paul. What does there have to be in order for there to be an unusual? (laughs) 
Does anyone besides the front row know the answer? <laughs> you can't have unusual without having usual. So people thought, oh, wow, look at that. There were, there were miracles. How unusual. No, no, no. The fact that there were miracles, that was not unusual because that is normal, usual, normal. For who? For those who have been made new in Christ. If you're in Christ, you have the power of God. Miracles are not to be an unusual event. They're supposed to be usual, normal. We always ex- we expect it. We walk in it. We practice it. It's normal. People, we just experience God's power. That's the normal Christian life. In fact, if you were to not have that, how weird would that be? I mean, I'm okay with the, if, with the world saying you're strange. What I'm not okay with are, are the angels saying that. The angels that have been assigned to us that they're scratching their heads going, what in the world is going on here? I'm here with body parts. And no one will take them. I'm here with, with words from heaven, but no one's accessing them. What's up with these people? What's up with these modern day Christians? They think powerless is normal. And they're looking at each other. Angel one says to angel two, how weird. But God worked unusual miracles. So there are, there are miracles that are out of the ordinary. This is an example. But that just tells me there are miracles that are ordinary. Just an ordinary, common day miracle. Not that we're unappreciative or unthankful. We're always giving God the glory. Thank you, Lord. But not surprised. Never should we be surprised. Wow. Can you believe it? Well, of course, can't you? <laughs> We're, we're believers. We've been made new. The power of God is in us. This is, this is the normal way for us to function. Amen. Amen. What happens sometimes when we get our eye off the ball, off of Jesus and recognizing His mighty power, we, we start to create a culture where people are trained in, a, in an absence of power. And, and, it, and it's the reason we struggle sometimes in our brains today because many of us have not been brought up around Jesus. Think about the, earth, think about the disciples when they started. I'm talking about the 12 minus 1. Think about when they started in the early church and there was great power and demonstration and they had dead raisings and all kinds of miracles happening. So why did they even think that way? Well, they were around Jesus. When you spend three and a half years around Jesus and he shows you how to do miracles, said this is how this works, and, and then if you don't get one done, he gets on your case about it. What? You left somebody unhealed, like the demon-possessed boy, or you freak out at the storm and he gets on your case about it? You start learning. Oh, okay, that's not normal. That's not the way it's supposed to be. In the world, they are afraid when there's tragedy and there's storms and all kinds of stuff. Oh, as a Christian, as a Christ follower, I'm not to be afraid of stuff like that. I'm supposed to be fearless in the middle of that. Ah, I see how that works. In the world, they say sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. Sometimes you get a victory, sometimes you don't. Ah, but I see with Jesus, if I don't get the victory, I get rebuked for having little faith. (laughs) Ah, I see. Be on your game. And if you don't first succeed, uh, stir it up (laughs) and fire it up and build your faith and get the victory for people and help them. Amen. 
So there's, there's a right way to think. And I don't want us to, uh, and I, I didn't start on this path, you know, when I was on the stage and talking about his thoughts and his ways being higher than ours. Um, but it all seemed to fit together all of a sudden. Amen. The, the, the ways of the Lord, the ways of God are to be our ways, are to be our thoughts. What are those thoughts? It's vastly different from the ways of the world. Different in character, different in morality, different in commitment, and watch, different in power. Believers carry a power with them they didn't have before. Amen. And really, we could, you know, they carry both authority and power. The right to exercise it. And then they carry the anointing or the power of the Spirit of God on them. Amen. Praise God. So why don't you say this with me? Say, I know that I have the power of God in my life. That's just the way I live. Anointed by Him. Filled with power. I'm strong enough. Capable enough. To resist the devil. And every temptation. By His grace. I overcome. And I have. His word in my mouth. His thoughts in my mind. His ways are my ways. It is normal for me. To experience God, His glory, His power, and His presence. Every day and all the time, it is normal for me to be in communion, in fellowship with Him. His power flows through me. Miracles are normal. Hearing from heaven is normal. Giving is normal. Walking in love is normal. God's ways are my ways. His thoughts are my thoughts. Hallelujah. Praise God.